Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The pandemic may be responsible for naming the current generation of kids the term Gen C, where the C is for COVID. Oh. It's getting used more and more since COVID looks like it could be what defines this generation now and going forward. I would hope not. I would hope once we get past this thing, we can move on to something else. It's only one year in their lives. Right. Well, know. it's just, you know, we've used the word unprecedented so often mm-hmm. in the last year. It, it, it is. And as you watch it, you know, through the eyes of my kids, you think it, it really is shocking and in some sense is heartbreaking, too. You know, I get I get it. It's one year. But one year when you're, you know, 12 or 13 is a lot different than a year when when you're when you're older than that. Yeah, but I think when they look back, when they're 18 and 19, they'll look back to when they were 10 and 11 as such a distant memory and long yeah, forgotten. Hopefully so. Yeah, I I think that sometimes we're guilty of putting our own, you know, panic or fears or uh, thoughts of the world into our kids' heads, mm. you know, because we're feeling it, we think they're feeling it, but they don't look at things at all like we look at them, you know. Certainly your parents or, you know, Adrian's parents or family members who might be compromised are of a big concern to you. And on some level, they don't want to see grandma and grandpa get sick, but it does not occupy their time the way it does you or, you know, any child, right? I mean, when they're young, they just see things totally different. They're self-absorbed in their own little world. Yeah, I just, I I think... You know, at middle age, we can be somewhat self-absorbed, too, when we think of it and say, ah, you know what, it's a year between 42 and 43. Mm. It, it's it's not such a big deal. Well, if it's a year between 82 and 83. For those, I feel. It, it's it's yeah. really big, and, you know, especially when there's not that many years, perhaps, that you've got everything, uh, you know, all your faculties and, and you're ready to travel yeah. and see and do and and then again, if a year at the younger level, when there's a lot of changes that go on and development that goes on, a year can be big. I, uh, I mean, I totally 100% agree with you when it comes to the seniors, not only for the fact that every moment is precious as your years mount, but also for so many of them. You know, I see this in my mother-in-law and in my father. They're alone. Yeah, the distance. So they not only spend every waking moment huddled in their house, they're there by themselves. Mm. And as much as we joke about, uh, you know, our family driving us crazy, you know, I can only imagine uh, their moments of, of pining for for just uh, interaction with others, for sure. It's interesting. I got my, uh, I had to get a new mouth guard, you know, my sleep guard for mm. grinding. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know, ladies. Get in line. Um, um, you're but, a catch. Uh, yes. Uh, but I, uh, so I got it fitted on uh, last week and, and got it on Friday and, uh, I was talking to some hygienists there and they were saying like crazy year for them. Like the demand is shocking well, because more and more people are grinding their teeth away because of the stress of all of this. I, uh, I, I don't know how your, um, dental history is, but because of grinding my teeth so badly all my life. I've never had a cavity. 
Right. <laughs> it's the one good thing that no, comes I, out of I've it. I've done pretty well. Tooth sensitivity, yes. Yeah. Cavities, no. I haven't. I, yeah, it's never been an issue for me. I mean, no pain, no issues, no bleeding, no nothing. I mean, it drives Maria crazy. Right. But for me, it's it's never been a thing. And I actually did, I think at one point, the dentist said, we really should fit you for a mouth guard for your sleep. And it lasted about a week in my mm. mouth. I'd actually end up pulling it out in my sleep and not even really realizing oh, really? I'd done that. Yeah. Um, the new hot pickup spot right now is in vaccine lines. This, of course, <laughs> single people of all ages, even older people. <laughs> you want to get poked twice today? That's right. They're wow. using it to, a chance to hunt for dates. One woman said, both my 70-something mom and a relative got asked out in the vaccine line. I'm telling you, people, this summer is going to be wild. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. A guy in Michigan who had a virtual court appearance for driving with a suspended license last week took the Zoom from a car. Oh, He wound up getting a weekend in jail. Half of us believe the worst of the pandemic is now over. That's interesting that half of us believe that it's uh, more in our rearview mirror than in front of us. I, I, I tend to lean that way a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know that we've still got to keep our guard up, but it feels to me like we're over the hump and heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, numbers uh, keep varying up and down, but at least, you know, with, with vaccines out, perhaps mm-hmm. the more vulnerable can be protected. I, I think, you know, while we still think we're in the midst of it, the fear of it, I think, is mm-hmm. is, is diminishing. A guy from Colorado is facing up to 20 years in prison after he refused to wear a mask on an Alaskan Airlines flight, then peed in the cabin. Wow. You know what I would do instead of giving him 20 years in prison? I would force him to clean every plane that landed for the next 20 years. Or just put a muzzle on him for a year. Like, force him to wear a mask. <laughs> Walking around like, <laughs> like, like Silence of the Lambs. Put him in the Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of 20, I mean, does he need 20 years for that? Mm. No. Like, give him one year like that. And It'd be interesting. A priest in the UK accidentally had a Blues Brothers filter on when he performed a service, <laughs> so it gave him a fedora and sunglasses, which is a good luck. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one? That, was it The Lawyer? I'm not a cat. No. <laughs> it, was, it was like a yeah, like a trial going on. It was a judge and a couple lawyers, and somehow this guy had had a filter on. Of a cat, and he just trying to say, "I'm here, I'm here, I'm not a cat." Some guy's going to the chamber, right? He's, <laughs> he's, he's up there looking like Felix. There's a 56 year old guy, and he's been the treasurer of his church for the past 12 years. Okay. A few years ago, the church bills were so far behind that their utilities got shut off. Uh Uh-oh. So when one of the board members looked into the finances, they found at least $150,000 was missing. And, of course, the police got involved. Turns out he had been embezzling that money over the course of the years and spent most of it on a webcam porn site called Flirt for Free. (laughs) Not that free, I don't think. No, I guess not. A thousand bucks a month, basically, is what that boils down to. But this is the best. His excuse to the cops when they confronted him. He tried to explain, I wasn't really stealing. I was donating the money to charity. Because you see, I was giving the money to the performers on the site to help them out. 
It didn't fly. He got no, charged. No, you don't say. Now, I, listen, as a guy. <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> yeah, write that down. Mm. As a guy who has perused some porn sites in my day. <laughs> oh, have you? I never understood why people pay. Right. In any, the two minutes of an 11-minute video <laughs> is all I need. <laughs> You know, they'll show you a video and they'll say, you want to see the whole thing? Click here. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm dizzy. I feel shame. What do they do after that point? They cuddle and talk? Yeah. (laughs) Discuss their day? That's right. Do their taxes together. I've, I've got all I needed for free. Thank you. So during this pandemic, perhaps you thought, you know what? This might be a a good time for me to start to looking for another career. Switch, switch up jobs. And uh, someone analyzed millions of job postings to find the most in-demand and entry-level jobs right now. Some, some thinking it's a good time to do that. Some forced to think that way. That's right. That is right. And uh, certainly uh, I found in my little time on this planet that the two, three, or four times I've been fired ended up uh, being a, uh, a better experience down the road. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, if you've lost your job during this or you just think, you know, time for a change. Now, some of these might involve a little more schooling, but they're all full-time. And, and if you do require uh, schooling, it's mostly about uh, two years' experience uh, through schooling before you can move into these careers. Things like drivers, including heavy machinery and passenger vehicles. People uh, and companies always looking for drivers. Okay. Medical workers, including nurses, lab techs, and medical assistants. I'm sure uh, that would be the case now with uh, COVID. Maintenance and repair workers. Entry-level tech jobs like software developers and IT. Banking and accounting positions. Human resource specialists. So, you know, these are also careers where there's opportunities to climb, too, right, within a company. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's difficult because for many it means, you know, a re-education or retraining. Mm. And and that it can sometimes be a, a massive hurdle, mm-hmm. uh, kind of more mentally or emotionally than it is physically. Uh, you know, it, it would, you can do a lot of online training now so that it's not necessarily having to go back into a classroom with you know, teenagers mm. or or college kids around you, um, but it, it, you know, it, it's, it's getting over that hurdle that okay, you didn't get it right the first time, or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know, you, you're, you're failing, or you failed at something in order to have to retrain and do something new, and that's not necessarily the case because for most people now, you don't stay in one career, mm-hmm. uh, certainly not in one workplace, but not career uh, the whole way through. There's many people who just you know change it all up. It's the, it's kind of the new attitude well a lot of companies too don't want you sticking around for an entire career because then they got to pay you too much money in the right. end right By they the want you it. to move along yeah a buddy of mine uh, growing up uh and i think this happens to a lot of people you know uh he landed a, a job in a in a factory at a, at a very young age i think just out of high school through a family member probably a lot of the same type of stories that have happened in oshawa in the east end with gm in its heyday somebody gets you in and it's great money and all of a sudden 20 years passes by and you're like well, I was I was gonna go become a vet, yeah, you know, but I landed this job and I bought a house and a car and I got married and right, you know, it is what it is. And it happened to a, a good friend of mine, and uh, you know, twenty years in, he absolutely hated it. He worked in a factory, he made a great living, but he hated every second of it. 
they ended up letting them go because they were restructuring and, and a lot of people got let go. But with that, they offered a thing where if you want to go back to school, they'd pick up the tab or part of it, whatever it was. Yep. So he went and uh, became a truck driver and learned how to drive a transport truck and absolutely loves his life now. Mm -hmm. He's on the road. He's by himself. He doesn't have to deal with other people on the line that he couldn't stand working with in the first place. Yep. You know, so, yeah, times can change. And now he's essential. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And one of the things that the pandemic has brought out is a need for more uh, people in the you know, personal service workers, mm. you know, health and long-term care homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if you missed the announcement last month, uh, the province has said they'll kick in. They're kicking in like a hundred and something million dollars mm. to pay for it. So if you wanted to switch or you, you know, have the need to switch careers, and that's something that interests you, mm. they'll actually pay for the schooling for you mm-hmm. to retrain and do it, which is a massive opportunity. Yeah, change is incredibly scary, but change is always good. And, you know, take it from a guy who's had, uh, you know, along the way, not massive changes, but enough to, you know, things that uh, could have uh, really gone sideways, but but never did. And it's always something I've told my, my boys, you know, don't, don't fear anything. Just try. Mm. Don't worry about the what ifs. The what ifs will kill you. Yeah. Just jump in the water. But it's the middle of winter, Dad. I don't care. Get in the lake. <laughs> The oldest evidence of humans in North America is from 130,000 years ago in the San Diego area. Oh. See, San Diego was even nice then. <laughs> you get a in San Diego 130,000 years ago. But that timeline doesn't add up with the other story. Oh, right. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it takes a surprisingly long time for your garbage to decompose. Like one to five years for a cigarette butt. 10 to 20 years for a plastic shopping bag. 450 years for a diaper. <laughs> what does that smell like? And you would think that what's in that di- diaper disappear rather quickly. Right, yeah. And it takes 1 million years for a glass bottle. Okay. Yeah. So just consider that. The word for a group of pugs is a grumble. <laughs> that would seem like the right word for yeah, a group of pugs. So. The opening scene in Saving Private Ryan, where American troops stormed the beach at Normandy, cost $12 million, almost one-fifth of the movie's entire budget. Just that scene. That opening scene is yeah, crazy. It's unbelievable. Vogue magazine started as a weekly newspaper focused on high society in 1892. It became a magazine officially in 1905. And then a dance somewhere in the 90s. That's right. Can you Vogue? No. Oh, I do it all the time. (laughs) When you're framing up your shot. Yeah. There are more than 100,000 people who have full or part-time jobs in the Christmas tree industry. Okay. Yeah, you probably would be. We'd well, be you, that's one of your, uh, your your wants. You wanted to do that. I want a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, seems like great money, but you know me in farming. <laughs> no, I don't know you in farming because no one could possibly know that. You'd have to own a shovel. Know how to work a shovel. <laughs> a pair of boots. Yeah, I couldn't get one tree to grow. <laughs> Guess Jeans created and sold the first pair of acid wash jeans in 1981, and I'm still wearing mine. (laughs) Were they an accident? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) 
Midnight Cowboy. Remember the movie Midnight Cowboy? Okay. It's the only, Vaguely. It's the only X-rated movie that ever won the Oscar for Best Picture. It was X-rated? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I can't remember now what would have made it. Probably the scenes, whatever it was at the time, they probably seemed pretty calm by today's standards. Right, yeah. But back in the, I guess, mid to late 70s, whenever that movie came out. Yeah, you think like Fifty Shades now. Right. <laughs> it's almost PG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Disney film. That's, that's those standards. Play-Doh was originally created in the 1930s as wallpaper cleaner. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. And this is great. Basketball in North Korea has a few different rules. Dunks are worth three points. All right. Shots in the final three minutes are worth eight points. Wow. Three-pointers are worth four points if the ball doesn't touch the rim. And you lose a point for missing a free throw. Wow. Wow. That's tough. Now that would be something. <laughs> I mean, March Madness is coming up yeah. this week. We should do, they should incorporate some of that. And you, you know how many of those games, what people love about March Madness is that it's, it's quick. Games get quick. Uh, they're all ending around the same time. And usually there's some dramatic finishes mm. that are going on. Sure. You know, you imagine if it was a negative point for missing a free throw. Well, and even with basketball, right? They, what is it said? All you need to do is watch the last two minutes. Yeah. But in basketball in North Korea, the last three minutes, every shot is worth eight points. Like the amount <laughs> of points you can rack up. <laughs> okay, guys, we're down by 40, but we got a good chance here. <laughs> People are asked about why they would quit their job. And, you know, there's always a variety of reasons. The stress of it, perhaps you're not moving up the corporate ladder fast enough. Uh, just the pressures day to day. It's not really what you want to do in the first place. You just landed the job. And there's all those reasons. It turns out the number one reason why people want to quit their job and look for a new job is they're a boss. We just can't stand our boss. I mean, you and I love our boss. Right, yes, yes. The greatest guy ever. Yes. You know, Dougie's... Is he still listening? He's not listening right now. <laughs> no, he's back in bed. <laughs> yeah. He was listening earlier this morning. <laughs> Dougie's the best. Um, but, uh, like, almost uh, three-quarters of office workers say their relationship with their boss has gotten worse over the past year. And maybe that's COVID-related. Mm. Um, more than half of people say they're looking for a new job because of their boss. Survey also found the things that bother people most about their boss are pointless meetings... Too many last-minute emergencies where they get the work dumped on them, and too much micromanaging, and we lie to our boss five times a week. It's got to be uh, really interesting over this past year that that boss-employee relationship, mm. right? Because uh, listen, it's been a pandemic, and obviously things have been extraordinary. Um, you know, as as someone who's if you're essential, you kind of feel like you can't complain because you still have a job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you could be feel like you're feeling like you know they're taking advantage of you because you're either because you're working at home or you've got to you know still put in all of this work. Right. Uh, maybe you've got kids at home and and uh, and homeschooling when virtual school was going on, and you know it's just a really crazy scenario. And you're not getting a lot of feedback if you're working from home either, or at least not the positive reinforcement that you might get from just interactions in the hallway and mm -hmm. hey, how you. How are you doing? You don't hear the, hey, how are you doing? Normally now it's just, you know, you've done this wrong. And so it, it's it's an awkward scenario for many. And you feel like you can't complain because, yes, at least we're still working. And, and I think, just think that the relationship between employee and a boss is, is always a fragile one. I mean, most of the time, 
you're you're very lucky if you get along with your boss because look, you're strangers. You you end up working together. You're forced into this situation. Nobody really likes to be told what to do and how to do it. So now you've got that in the mix. And, and maybe personality-wise, you know, we don't all get get along. And it's rare that, you know, you find people that you actually like and, and want to spend time with. So I'm not really surprised that most people don't like their boss. Mm. I'm almost more surprised when I meet people who say, oh, yeah, my boss is great. Well, and liking your boss has a lot to do with respecting them mm-hmm. as well. Oh, that's right? very true. Yep. Uh, because, you know, it, it's, it's easy to get along with someone mm. if you respect the what they do, how they do it, or the position that they have. Right. If you don't, if it's the boss's son <laughs> or the owner's son, if you if you feel you know more than them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that's that puts a strain on the relationship. I've had some uh, bosses like that along, the, not Doug, of course. <laughs> but I've I, I've sat across from other program directors who you know preach and preach and tell you, and I look and I go. Where's all those awards of excellence on your wall? <laughs> no, oh, nowhere to be found. Oh, I see. Okay, so I'm going to listen to you. How many times did you host a morning show? Oh, never. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we've all been there. And uh, listen, you, you know, your boss, he's got it too. Always remember that. Whatever he's laying on you, it's because he's got it from up right. above him, yes. right? It, it, it funnels down. Nobody likes their boss. Even your boss hates his boss. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.